if you open up the full art of this card, there's actually Short three chariot. sharks leashed to a chariot. <laughs> oh my god. The, the flavor text on this is she saw what? This card is great! Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode four. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. What's up? We're back. We're back. We're back. We, we promised. This. We took a little break. I mean, we're casuals, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. How many times do I have to stress that if you want something real, if you want something competitive, you don't listen to me. You yeah. turn this. Don't please don't turn this off. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Wait, quick. Tell him to turn it back on. Wait, it's too Wait, late. Wait, no, no. <laughs> Start it over. Um. Yeah. We. we you know. We. We took a weekend off. Yeah, this whole pandemic thing. We were like, you know, we did a couple back-to-back episodes. We were supposed to be casuals of Runeterra. We were going kind of hardcore to start. So, you know, we didn't want to overwhelm you all, right? Um, yeah. But yeah. He, he's being modest because really <laughs> I'm the one that was being overwhelmed. Like, <laughs> it's like, hey, I, like, what kind of commitment are you looking for here? Know, right? You, you lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the good news about the uh, – break is now we're finally on everything we could be found everywhere so now if your friends don't want to listen it's because they're rude <laughs> not because they can't find it <laughs> there are no more excuses no more excuses we're on um so itunes youtube spotify stitcher deezer for you folks in europe uh, google podcast and pocket cast um if you have that so you can find it there and then you know if there's something else let us know if there's some minute like some dude running one out of his basement <laughs> in Russia, then we can try to contact him and get it on there. Um, but as always, follow us on Twitter. You can keep up to date on episodes there. And also you can send emails to pocket our, our podcast core C O R um, at gmail.com podcast core at gmail.com and like follow short review or emoji. <laughs> I'm waiting to see it. That's all I want to see is just an emoji. Five stars. Yeah, five stars. Five stars. Yeah. Let, Wait, let's no. See you use, an emo- use a star emoji too. So it's six stars. Ooh, ooh I level. like it. Next I level. like it. We'll be the only six star podcast ever, right? <laughs> no, one, no one has thought of that. So, you know, tell a friend to take a stab at listening to Casuals of Runeterra. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm done. All right, Hedge, tell me about the deck you're playing. Tell How me many what- times <laughs> must I say I'm done? <laughs> what have you been messing around with this week, man? Um, I have been working on something that is a little spicy. And oh, no. Something that I have been enjoying greatly. Um, it is a Lux, well, an only Lux Demacia Shadow Isles control deck. Um, it's kind of a revisit of one of the de- very first deck I ever built, but mm-hmm. this one is working around Mage Seekers. So we talked about Mage Seekers a lot in our previous Demacia episodes, mm-hmm. and then they got reworked to be all themed around spending spells that are six mana or more, Yeah, which naturally fits with Lux. And 
I just kind of threw something together to just try to control out the game, and it worked out to where everyone now is trying to do Bannerman stuff, and Bannerman does not like Ruination as a spell. Yeah, uh, so you have to commit to the board. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's a little different because it's a because it is a control deck, and I I've said before I'm more of an aggro guy. I want to go yeah. fast, but I. I I've been working on it because I love Lux, so it's been fun. Oh, do you? If you love her so much, you should marry her. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> My marriage license was declined. <laughs> She's not real. It's like, sir, please stop coming here. We're in the middle of a pandemic. She's not mean? real. <laughs> what do you mean she's not real? She's on my desktop background. <laughs> <laughs> so the deck I've been playing, I haven't been playing long. Naturally, I'm more of a competitive, you know, competitive player, blah, blah, blah. So naturally, I got draw- driven to all the decks that came out of the tournaments that have been happening, the smaller tournament pools. Um, and Magwai posted a couple decks, like more control side, which isn't, you know, where I'm favored to, but he posted an Ash deck, and I love Ash. So I took a look at it, and it's pretty straightforward, right? You know, I think I, I was, I'm still researching and working on my Yasuo build to have the ultimate Yasuo build I like to play because I love him as a, as a champion. Um, but it's been stated many times in articles that uh, Frostbite is just the better version of Stun at the moment. Until they introduce more cards uh, to support Yasuo's kit, or sorry, Asuo's kit. <laughs> Yasuo. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is kind of the way to go. So to keep that flavor, I want to try it out. It plays your standard package for Ash as far as, you know, Babylon Berg. Or Bjerg, uh, Brill Steels, Harsh Winds, Flash Freeze, you know what it is. All that stuff. The spicy piece is it does play Reckoning, uh, which is essentially the sweeper that only keeps big stuff on the board. Yeah, when I first saw this list, the Reckoning was just such a clever idea. And I think it's a card everyone forgot about because, mm-hmm. like, who, who plays it? Yeah, a six-cost slow spell. Like, who, who like, has the... Who has the time? Like, Demacia... <laughs> like... like Demacia was like, no, man, we, we'll have some lowly 3-3 three, three just kind of give one to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you play six mana slow spells. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's go ahead and hop into uh, our main topic, corrupt coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I got to say, I, th- I think we're proud of this title. It, it came together. It took us forever. Uh <laughs> It came together real nice, though. So so for my spell, I end up going with Black Spear, right? So today, I'll be focused on Callista. And that, you know, there's not a lot of spells and followers that kind of fit her motif specifically um, outside of her as a character, and we'll get there. But yeah, Black Spear is pretty straightforward. It's a kill spell. It's a three-cost fast uh, spell that if an ally dies... This, or died this round, deal three damage to a unit. Uh, it fits really snugly into her lore, which we'll get into uh, because it's based around vengeance, right? I didn't want to take vengeance, the actual spell, because that's on the nose, right? <laughs> um, this is this is being on the nose without just being fully on it. Exactly. You know, like, you know she uses a spear. Uh, the whole army that she was a part of used spears, and then you're waiting for an ally to be killed to take vengeance right um and then deal that and it's a very fair spell it used to be two costed and that caused a lot of issues um more so not because the card itself was broken it was just that the package that si had with that card available was just too much so 
Yeah. They and fixed the cost. It's still seeing play uh, in a lot of places. So it, it's it's a real solid card. I, and it's great now because like it, there was definitely kind of like this dip. And I think it was more of just like people, the knee-jerk reaction to it being nerfed and yeah. then realizing, oh, wait. Everything still works the same. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so, exactly. I, th- I thought it was fair. So what spell do you got for us? All right. My spell, as far as with this one, is going to be not on the nose at all. It, Hetch is completely off target. Um, <laughs> but I went with Atrocity, um, which is a six-mana fast spell. And its effect is kill an ally to deal damage equal to its power to anything. So you can sacrifice a creature and deal its power to any other minion or to the opponent's face. And I, it's just one of my favorite mechanics from yeah. uh, specifically Magic the Gathering, uh, <laughs> a card called Fling. Mm-hmm. And it's just the Ooh, lovely classic. idea of just being this being this all-powerful magical being and just picking this guy up it's just <laughs> yeet <laughs> like, so. the, cool, the cool thing about that is there's there's you know there's another relationship there because fling is based around goblins and goblins in magic like when it comes to killing i'm reading the the quote here which is killing means nothing to those who cannot know death right and if you think about magic and goblins, they don't have like their concept of disposable people or disposable soldiers kind of fits that motif as well. So you yes. have that that parallel uh, there for the specters. And obviously this does fit just perfectly into everything that Shadow Isles wants to be doing, which mm-hmm. is getting value off of your minions dying. And the, this is a great way to get value. So it's it's definitely on theme and as far as trying to be on target the uh the art is a centaur looking character getting a spear through the chest there yeah. you go there's a hecarim connection <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, i'll take my it. paycheck you did it uh, so oh no oh no <laughs> A little technical difficulty there. <laughs> don't let him. Don't let him. Don't don't let him see through the veil. <laughs> close, close curtain. Close the curtain. Cut it, uh, cut it. We'll fix it in post. So this takes us to followers, right? And one of the followers I picked out, which doesn't see a lot of play, I've seen it a few times towards the beginning of beta, uh, is the Scribe of Sorrow. So the reason I picked this card is because. It's it's a great tie because we talked about Ladros in our last episode. So go back and listen to that one if you want a little more details on behind him. Hetch went into it very well, as he usually does. And you know, Scribus Scribus Sorrows, you know, Ladros does have a connection in mainly one of the main stories for Callista here. And what Scribus Sorrows does, so it's a three cost two three. It's not great stats, um, but when it's summoned, it creates a copy in hand of an ally that died that game. And the reason I chose that is because there's a relationship between that card effect and the looping concept that's introduced with spectral death, right? So we we get to understand that they're stuck in like this time loop groundhog's day scenario on you know when the blessed isles blew up and everything happened. So when they die in that world, they just come back starting at the beginning, right? And then everything kind of levels back out. So in Ladros's side of the story when he's involved with Callista he has this whole interaction where he's trying to get her get her memories back and understand where he like who I am and then 
He ends up dying, goes back to his body, comes back, and she forgets everything, right? And then he has to start from scratch. And this card is like a perfect example of that, using that summoning of a dead copy. It's like, hey, he's writing the story of what's happening. And you see this a lot in sci-fi as well. Uh, the Magicians has a concept of this, uh, where everything that's happening in the magic world is written by someone, the scribe who's dictating the perfect story. And he'll change things and he'll restart different passages or like throw pieces away. Uh, and that affects the world. So I think that's a really cool uh, lore piece there. Yeah, and the the artwork really f- just kind of reflects that kind of interpretation of it too, because you like the the art for anyone not familiar with the card is sit is this scribe, but you know spectral figure sitting at a table with quill in hand, but it's on the CVS receipt <laughs> that he's writing on. <laughs> so it, like, it just really gives like this perfect <laughs> depiction of just like, I've been at this forever. It's and like, all right. <laughs> everyone's standing there going, I just bought a Coca-Cola. Two, two tubes of toothpaste, one Coke, <laughs> two packs of gum. <laughs> 50 rolls of toilet tissue. Wait, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop right. the presses. What what follower do you have? What do you got? Um I went entirely with the troll. Yeah. I steered into the skid with Interesting choice. Sh- with the shark chariot. <laughs> um so shark chariot is a two mana three one follower with ephemeral and cannot block. And his effect is when an ephemeral ally attacks and I'm dead, return me to play attacking. Yeah. And so the the card itself is beast. Like it is an auto occlude in any deck that is really geared around ephemeral. Mm-hmm. But that is not why I picked it. I picked it because it is hysterical. It is straight up like the picture. The picture is a ghost shark, which already like you can hear the sci-fi network just kind of like moving to the edge of their seats going, go on. All right. So it's already just like, what the hell is a shark doing here? But then if you open up like the full art of the card, and I'm sure there are people who have played this game and have not looked at any of the full art, right? Like if you're here to play, you just want to know what the card does and how best to use it. But if you open up the full art to this card, there's actually three sharks leashed to a chariot. (laughs) Oh my God. the The flavor text on this is she saw what? (laughs) this card is great (laughs) this card could literally be a five mana one one do nothing (laughs) and i would still pick it for this episode because it's hysterical um shark chariot all the all the champions have like some kind of weird text with it too as far as like when they enters a battlefield hecarim just starts laughing yeah, because it's ridiculous. Like it, it's yep. one of those. I wish it was two. Call. I, I wish it was a two mana two two for one. Uh, 
Okay. Not for, wait, not for one. I wish it was a two cost. A two, two mana, two, two. two. Yeah. And point number one. <laughs> but the flavor is so hilarious. And the only connection is the fact that it's from the Shadow Isles. So, yeah, there's water there. But come on. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a shark? Even the sharks are specters. Like, I need to know more. Um, yeah, it's I, pretty ridiculous. I, I like, love if it. you dive in deep, it's the ruination destroyed all life. Yeah. So, when you put it on but, the list for this episode, I was like, I guess he'll explain. <laughs> oh, I explain. There it is. It is just. I love it. I love it. So, it it's so, a pet card. <laughs> so let's get let's get into the champions. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of why people are here, and we're gonna start with your girl, Callista. Um, yeah. So Callista's story is actually pretty interesting, considering I remember when she came out, there wasn't much about her. Uh, they changed her lore like they did most characters, but not much compared to other characters. Just gave us a little more meat, and then. Uh, a little more of the interaction between her and the other generals. So, and the other specters on the shadow Isles. Uh, so the biggest part is that she's pure of heart, right? And that's something that's referenced um, with Senna. When we talked about her in the Damasia episode, go listen to that. If you want to hear about Luc- Lucien. Um, but yeah, she's pure of heart and she tried to save the queen, which resulted in, or try to save the king, which resulted in the queen's death. Uh, you know, deflected a poison blade, that dramatic stuff that you see in Game of Thrones. Queen dies um, or is dying. She she travels to the Blessed Isles. She's able to find it, as we know before, because she is pure of heart, right? Um, But she returns unable to help because the masters let her know, like, listen, we have all this magic stuff, but there's nothing we can do for someone who's already dead. We don't don't reverse death. That's not what we do. Um, So you're kind of out of luck. So she goes back. She tells the king this. The king is enraged. And he's like, you know what? Prison. (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're going to prison for treason which doesn't line up so you know he's losing his mind um there's plenty of other charges he could have put against her but you know i won't get into that we won't get the legality legality of this made-up place <laughs> that, that's like two episodes that's yeah that's two that's, maybe you know maybe as additional content in the future we'll start writing the law of runeterra oh my goodness but, yeah so he promises uh, she promises to bring the king to the Blessed Isles so he can see for himself and see what they can do. Uh, so that happens. They bring Hecram along. We'll get into that. Uh, and they tell him, bro, we told you <laughs> death is final. Why are you here? <laughs> we cannot help you. And the king gets mad, commands Calista, hey, you know what? Kill these dudes. So she says no because she's pure of heart. She's a good person. And she refuses. And then Hecram betrays her. He stabs her, bro, and then kills all her men, bro. (laughs) And not just stabs her. His entire personal guard stabs her. They turn her into a pin cushion. (laughs) No. Hence her form with all the spears through her. Um, Yeah, and then she wakes up after the whole event happens that we talked about before. And she's a specter with faded memories. And the only thing she wants is vengeance. So let's talk about the card. Yeah. Yeah. The card let's is interesting. Card. Uh, it's yeah. it's recently gone through a change as well um, and is going through another one as we just found out about the patch uh, d- during the recording of this episode. And But as it stands right now, before that patch comes out, she has Fearsome. She's a 4-3 for 3. And it's once she's seen four allies die, she flips. And when she flips, she has a chunk of text. <laughs> so it's the first time I attach. So she goes up by plus one plus one to a five four 
And then when she, the first time she attacks, uh, each round, you revive an attacking ephemeral copy of the strongest dead allied follower. <laughs> and this round, they're bonded and it takes damage for her. You get that? Because I'm not saying it again. <laughs> you get that? Like, we're going to have to release like a... Um... We're gonna have to release a PDF file just know, to describe right? like all the text for anyone that is just like, wait, what? It's, this is one of those cases like if you were to bold all the important words, it would just be completely highlighted. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. that point. Um, it's a cool card. It's seeing some play now. We'll seeing more play than zero, which is what I was seeing before. Uh, and with the changes that are coming down the pipeline where they're making it a little more easier, you're gonna see her slot more, probably as a one of into a lot of decks. Um, I've played against Callista on ladder and I've beaten probably 90% of those decks uh, because you have to work around a lot with like people don't want to attack with her. It's kind of the Yasuo effect where you can't yeah. really risk her dying because you throw away all the work you put into her. Um, it's that kind of risk reward type situation. And then once she flips, she's not that hard to kill uh, as long as you do any, anything pre or, or post combat, right? If you wait until combat's over, you have to worry about the linking effect. Oh, sorry, pre combat because they're linked for the round. So as long as you don't let them attack first, then you're good or you kill her on your turn. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I like the art of this card the most, especially when she flips. I oh mean, yeah, the art is gorgeous. Yeah, the whole SI kind of, it, they have a lot of one stylistic look, so it kind of wears on me a bit, but this card specifically with the ghost specter theme works um, with her. Yeah, you, you actually kind of bring up an interesting point. If you don't like looking at green and aquatic blue for multiple <laughs> hours on end, don't play shadow Isles. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, like all the cards do look the same. But if you like winning, play Shadow Isles. If you like winning, <laughs> this is the this is the region for you. Looking at you, um, spiders. Uh, but the I do love as far as like the with Callista, like she's one of the few champions as far as when you're playing where her lore really doesn't tie into gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. If if we're being honest, um, it like they translated the way that she plays in the MOBA League of Legends very well, mm-hmm. as far as being bound to someone, um, as well as just like connecting that to aura items that bind to a character. So that bit's cool, but like you don't really see in her gameplay like the lore the same way as you would like Lux or Garen. Mm-hmm. Where like they, it's really tied into like who the character is too. So it's like Callista's in a weird spot. Good Hopefully point. we see more. Good point. Good point. All right. So what the heck is up with Hecarim? What? <laughs> what the heck is up with Hecarim? <laughs> um, so Hecarim is also, uh, as far as the Shadow Isles characters, he is another character that is coming from the empire that invaded the blessed isles just like callista and like um well not like thresh but in that same story mm-hmm. as thresh they were all the present at the ruination uh, but hecarim was a general within that empire that or a lieutenant that was known as the iron order mm-hmm. and the iron order was basically your navy seals like the elites of this of the empire and Hecarim was just someone who 
craved power. He tried to move up in the ranks of the Iron Order, but his superiors saw that he was obsessed with power and decided to, okay, look, we're going to give you time to grow, but you're not ready. Unlimited power. Unlimited power. Um, so so hecarim was like okay look you're not ready yet yeah like but you know we we acknowledge what your power so then hecarim sees an opportunity during a battle to go and save his commanding officer and then decides to let his commanding officer die and steal all his troops away from him and leave him surrounded so that he's you know innocent of this crime and that's how he becomes the commander of the Iron Order. Remember, inaction can be just as evil. Inaction can be just as evil. It's no truer statement. Um, so Hecarim, now that he is in command of the Iron Order, we now connect over to Callista. Callista is searching for a cure for the queen that is dying because of the assassin's blade she deflected. Hecarim takes that time that Callista is searching for a cure to start putting negative thoughts in the king's head of other of traitors within the realm. And that's how Hecarim gets the king to send the Iron Order out into their own lands to root out injustice and root out, uh, you know, basically like terrorist cells that don't exist. Mm-hmm. And Hecarim just goes on a killing spree. Yep. And Hecarim's just like, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. So the, Hecarim just goes on a killing spree the whole time Callista's gone. Mm-hmm. Callista comes back, gets imprisoned because she's a traitor to the realm for telling the king, well, they can't bring back the dead. Yeah. <laughs> what a crime. Whole. King's what? like, wait, hold up. What? hold up up, what no i've seen that in video games all the time man (laughs) show me that respawn button (laughs) she comes back and she's like gg no re (laughs) gg no re (laughs) (laughs) Uh, gg no re please report our hacker (laughs) please report hacker oh my god so yeah so Hecarim takes the time that Callista is imprisoned to start talking to her to figure out, hey, what did you learn on your journey? And that's how he learns about the Blessed Isles. Mm-hmm. And then he's been manipulating every the king this whole time. So he convinces a king, hey, let Callista out and let's go to the Blessed Isles because you, the cure is there. Mm-hmm. You know, the cure for death, the one that doesn't exist. All right. But Hecarim convinces a king, let her out. Mm-hmm. They go. Callista kill all these people since they say we can't bring back the dead. Callista says no, and Hecarim's just like, oh, this is perfect. This yeah. is yeah, mm, chef's kiss. <laughs> kills kills Callista, yeah. stabs her. Specifically pointed out that he, he stabs her in the back because mm-hmm. you know he's a traitorous some bitch. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on a killing spree on the Blessed Isles, like he just. He, starts killing everybody and he is killing up until the point of the ruination. And so, because it was his men that helped Thresh and Thresh guided them to the fountain of youth Mm -hmm. um, with this one. It's the waters of life. Yeah. And they get guided there. The ruination sparks and Hecarim, Hecarim like is pointed out as seeing that as his opportunity to regroup and then take all of the empire for himself. Mm. Like he's still thinking like it's like staring at a volcano blowing up in your face or a nuclear bomb like 
you know, 10 miles away. It's like you see the explosion, you know you're dead. And Hecarim's response is like, okay, this is my chance to take over. Like, just evil through and through. Yeah. And so the Ruination captures him, kills him, and he is fused to his warhorse in death. And that's how he becomes a centaur form. (laughs) Centaur form. All that he remembers is, hey, I want to kill everybody. Yep. That's the only memory that Hecarim has, is that he wants to kill everybody. So for the rest of time, whenever the Shadow Islands are at war, he is at the front of the charge. Yep. Him and his men. There, there he is. But enough enough of me rambling. Let's talk about the card Hecarim. Oh, my because gosh. I believe there's this, there's this podcast, uh, <laughs> Casuals of Room Terror. Uh, <laughs> pretty chill guys like if you if you like what we're doing go check out like <laughs> go check out the episodes <laughs> but um those those guys they complained a lot about this yeah. hecarim card and then they got really excited that hecarim got nerfed yeah and i mean hecarim is do, do, like do, even post nerf he's a bomb do you think it's their doing do you think riot Listen to them. It was like, you know what? These guys hit it on the nail. We're, we're going to fix this because the they casuals, told us to. I think the casuals of Rune Terror aren't really letting us see the full picture of, you know, how much influence they have. I don't think their influence is casual. <laughs> I, I, think, I think these guys have a lot more power than just casual power. Yeah, casual <laughs> power. <laughs> but um, uh, post-nerf, Hecarim is a six mana, four, five with Overwhelm, mm-hmm. which Overwhelm um, – in reference to Magic the Gathering works as trample. Mm-hmm. Um and but it any overwhelm damage that supersedes lethal damage goes to the face. Mm-hmm. And then his effect is when he attacks, summon two attacking spectral riders. And when he has when you have attacked with a certain number of ephemerals, he flips over, gets a plus one, plus one, and then all ephemerals attacking, which he still summons two of them, oh get plus three, plus zero for the turn. Even the spectrals, like when when you're so broken that your homies get nerfed too, that's <laughs> that's how you know something is wrong. Like when you are so not just that your homies get nerfed, when you are so <laughs> broken that a card that was never played gets nerfed by proxy because because the feds have on record that they sent you a text message going hey how you doing bro (laughs) you might be broken like because uh what's the what's the name of that card it's the it's the slow spell that summons spectral writers yeah yeah like everyone's confused yeah (laughs) it's like that got nerfed because of hecarim Shocking no one blood. played it but no yeah hecarim hecarim's cool man I, I like the whole spectral rider thing uh just like the other spirits he's tied to the mist but they can break away from a certain amount of time to cause havoc um and uh, the big thing about these two stories that i like is that callista is such a good you know a different example of someone who's not torturous so like thresh was torturous in his own way hecarim has his own demons but callista was just a soldier doing her job um, that got caught up in all this. And even she is now turned into this being that only hunts. Um, so I, it'll, it'll be cool to hear more about the Shadow Isles and the Mist and exactly why it's doing what it does. Um, because we'll probably learn more about the Blessed Isles and why they like what they were 
um, as we go deeper. But I, I would I would love to see more like story given to the Blessed Isles. It's it, it's a really cool story. If you've liked anything you've heard, go just go read some of it because yeah. it's it, it's good. Like it's a really good story. Yeah. So we did it. We made it through the Shadow House. <laughs> Finally, we did it. Um, we can break free. We can break free from this spell, <laughs> from this mist. Uh, we'll uh, be the first to break free from the, the shadow. Eyes. Yeah. So real quick, let's let's talk about so riot. If you've been paying attention, I mean, our, our listeners are probably already playing the game, but if you've been noticing, they're starting to roll out the the you know uh, awareness of Runeterra, Legends of Runeterra. They're putting out. Uh, champion spotlights they're revealing new characters which we'll get into in some upcoming episodes um they're showing some more cards some followers they're releasing information about how many cards are coming out we've had the patch that shifted the uh economy as far as how you gain cards so that's happening and we have another patch coming up that hedge mentioned earlier this episode uh so hedge like how do you feel about how they're handling it that trailer the oh my god the animation is I've never seen, and listen, we're both anime nerds. I've <laughs> I've never seen animation that's blended like three D and two D like that. I it, it like it's specifically you mentioning like the combining of two D and three D. Yeah. And animation, like I am now like even more upset at a lot of those, a lot of more CG style animes that have gotten mm-hmm. popular within the past few years because. I've always didn't like the look of it. And then now, you know, Riot is like, hey, get excited for Rune yeah. Terra. And it's like, oh my God, this is what we could have had. <laughs> this is what we could have had. What garbage have I been Dude, looking at? <laughs> the rest of this next year better be anime needs to get us, you know, so Demon, I, I bring up anime and we're not going to go too deep down this hole, but Demon Slayer <laughs> was a great example of the proper use of 3D, right? Um, to create these scenes and these fight scenes that were cool. So to see this now also bleeding into games, that's great because it makes production faster, right? So you get these cool animations, you get these cool um, visual style that's unique, but also can be pumped out fairly quickly. Uh, and they're starting to give Blizzard a run for their money. So that's like, I I don't know. I'm very, I, I like how they're doing this. I like how they're rolling it out. I like how they're piecemealing it, but they're, it's like little bits, but they're consistent. It's like every day or two, we're getting something as we get yeah. to the 30th. 30th is still 20 days away, right? About 20 days away. So, and, and I have openly said before, like when we started recording the podcast, that the thing that I'd be looking forward to the most is um, seeing what new things that they put into the game. Mm-hmm. And, like the moment that they started really pushing like hey let's start getting excited about room terra like they and they didn't skimp on any of the advertising for it too because league of legends has always had a great advertising department like the videos are awesome (laughs) yeah Uh, you don't have to play league to think that and room terra looks like they're going in at it with as much seriousness to it Mm -hmm. but they're they started showing us new champions. They started showing us new cards. And I'm like, this is what I want. Yep. So I know that I'm I'm happy. I'm happy about it. I'm super Because now we can be super elitist when it comes out. <laughs> be like, hey, you guys are just now playing this? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're casuals and we've been on this train. So, like, so, where have you been? So, Hatch, I got a little surprise for you for this episode. We're going to end. <laughs> You're going to do your best evil laugh. 
I'll go first. You're up to the flame. Uh, okay, okay. Batter um, up. <laughs> oh, you know what? Rest in peace, listeners. I hope you didn't blow your ears out. That that's pretty good. This was our last episode because I can never come back after this. <laughs> This, this, this has been another episode. Casuals of Ruth Thanks for listening. Thank and you we'll, so much. We'll be back soon with the next episode. <laughs>